This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. As I look at the nations that are watching the United States and their decision for Syria, especially the nations that oppose any involvement in the country's civil war, my heart starts bleeding for those that are programmed to fear the unrest. I can remember past political conflicts, one country rising up against another, and how all eyes in our church would immediately focus at Russia. Like Fred Sanford clutching his chest and looking to the sky, they would cry out, It's the big one, Elizabeth! No matter which two countries rose up against each other, we were trained to fear the third, Russia, completely ignoring what was happening in fear that the minor disputes would ultimately lead to the Russians walking our soil and raping our women. Branham would often use these fear tactics to further grip the hearts and minds of his cult following. These fear tactics would always point to the largest threat at the time of the sermon and would often involve the country that was feared the most, Russia. Small children would sit through these horror stories, their spiritually abused minds forever changed by Branham's disturbed and warped way of scaring the people into his religion. While other Christian churches of the day were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to save the lost and dying world, children in the Branham cult were listening to stories like this. 1958, handwriting on the wall. Listen, friend, there isn't a thing this very hour in the next 25 minutes or 10 minutes for Russia to send up its satellite and sweep it here across this nation, train its missile and say, surrender or in two minutes, you'll be nothing but dust. They can do it right now. Think of it. They can do it right now. Boo! He goes on to say, what would happen? Plane load after plane load, ship load after ship load of those ungodly communistic soldiers would swallow our lands and grab our girls and take them into the street and treat them like cattle. 
ram a sword through them and go into our homes and take our wives and bust the baby's head against the wall and ravish our women. You say one thing, it belongs to them. You say, will our Pentagon surrender? Sure it would. It belongs to them. They'd be the only sensible thing for them to do. It would have to do it. If it didn't, we'd be nothing but powder in a few minutes. We'd be maybe a few more hours of life, but what a slaughter. What? They might be loading on the planes right now. The ships may be in harbor soon. These things we're talking about can be a reality. There's not one thing left for it to happen. To keep it from happening according to prophecy. Here we are, and next week, you don't know what condition you could be in. The handwriting is on the wall. We've weighed in the balance and found wanting. It's 1958, March. A sermon called The Handwriting on the Wall. Children, we're listening to this. Looking back, this is very easy to recognize a spiritual abuse. Branham was beating us over the head with the things that we feared the most. He was creating villains that would cause others to cower down in terror. Very few people have stopped to consider this spiritual abuse for what it really is. Terrorism. The definition of terrorism is the systematic use of fear or terror, especially as a means towards coercing or compelling others into an act or a choice. When we think of terrorists today, we think of men hijacking planes or kidnapping innocent victims in order to instill fear into their minds and hearts. And we falsely think that they are doing it for no reason. But typically, these terrorists are very religious people, trying to give, convince others into their belief system through use of fear, just like William Branham did. But terrorism does not start with the end result. There is a beginning. There is a journey into what led the extremist into an explosion. When we think of terrorists, we also immediately think of Muslims. Because of the sheer size of the terroristic threats being created and the massive number of lives lost in their well-planned out and thoroughly executed plots, our media has created a false association that a terrorist starts big and gets bigger. But this is not the case. And unfortunately, the number of lives lost in the end is not the ultimate tragedy. These men have agendas, and that agenda is not what we see on television or in the news. Terrorism have put iron grips on their followers and seek to gain more followers through clutches of fear. They've used religion as a weapon. They beat it over the heads with snipped out verses of the Quran to create groups of people separated from the mainstream religion with extreme viewpoints. Hence the name extremists. 
This threat programmed into the minds of Branham's followers was a real and present danger. With every news event, the cult mind would start a chess game to see how Russia could strategically get involved to plan out their doom. Even now, as I watch Russia's reluctance to become involved in Syria, I feel those programmed false prophecies tugging at my mind, trying to make me turn my focus from the actual event happening in the world to the sleeping giant in the corner of the room. And no doubt there will come a time when Russia becomes an aggressor. But it will have absolutely nothing to do with Branham's prophecy. Branham's fear tactics about Russia got the ultimate edge over his competitors in the health and wealth gospel movement. Branham claimed that the Lord had spoken to him and told him that Russia would spark the fuse for Armageddon. 1954, he says this, I'll prove to you that communism is working straight in the hands of Almighty God to destroy the Roman. Listen to that. God's using communism to destroy the Roman. And remember, I say this as God's prophet. The Russian Empire will drop an atomic bomb of some sort on the Vatican City and destroy it in one hour. Thus saith the Lord. And the Bible said that God took them cruel-hearted men and put them into his hands, and they were instruments in his hands to perform his will and to bring her back exactly what she had coming to her. That's exactly, that's the word. 1954, tape index 0513. But this word that Branham claimed to have come directly from God was long forgotten when Russia was no longer the main cause for fear in the nation. The word that he claimed the Lord had spoken was denied by the new word of the Lord. 1962, he says this, and listen how it starts out. Any prophecy that don't stay with the word, that's exactly, that's the reason I say today, no matter how good it looks, no matter how many preachers are saying this, that, or the other. Communism is going to take the world and throw it down. Don't you never try to fight communism. Fight Romanism. That's thus saith the Lord. The Lord said Romanism is going to rule, not communism. It's just a puppet. The prophets in the Bible gave road signs, things that prove the hand of God in our lives as we are appointed to worship of the one true God. God is the one that gives these signs, not the prophets. God is the one who tells us what to look for. God does not give one prophecy that will cancel out the result of another. There are not two gods giving different road signs. Cult followers are given a choice. They either deny Branham's false prophecy that God is using communism to destroy the Roman, 
Or the second false prophecy that God is using Romanism to destroy the communism. Both cannot be true. But from a historical view of Branham's ministry, these two prophecies were nothing more than a distraction. One that was described by Christ himself. Matthew 24 says, As he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, Listen to the words of Christ. See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of birth pains. It's Matthew 24. Read it. God knows all things. His knowledge is not limited to this day and age that we live in. God is the past, the present, and the future. God knew that William Branham would distract millions of people, telling them to watch the wars and rumors of wars. God knew that Branham would claim that the Elijah of this day is the Lord Jesus Christ. And many people follow that screaming voice that's pointing to himself as Christ. But Jesus said, See that no one leads you astray. The disciples asked Jesus when the end would be. These things happening now in our news is a road sign. But they are the signs of the beginning, not of the end. Not the ending as Branham falsely taught. Jesus goes on to say, They will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many, listen to that, then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. It's Matthew 24 still. Branham programmed a distraction into the minds of his following. A distraction as to the salvation of his little cult that he called the Little Bride. As he led them astray, he told them that they would not see these things. They would have rapturing faith and would be taken off the scene when a UFO swooped down to take them home. But this does not lend itself to salvation. Jesus said, the one who endures to the end will be saved. 
There is no mention of the lazy one who tries to find a way of escape being saved. The false prophet, according to the words of Jesus, was leading those that were led astray from this chain of events that Jesus describes. Branham would often refer to himself as the coming of the Son of Man. Branham would often quote Luke 17.30, redirecting it from Jesus Christ to his own cult. But listen to the description of the coming of the Son of Man as given by Jesus Christ. Notice that the elect are still on earth after the tribulation. Matthew 24 says, Immediately after the tribulation. Let me repeat that. Immediately after the tribulation. Of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. And all tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the, the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds. His elect. They will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Matthew 24. Branham is dead and gone. His terroristic threats of impending doom from Russia have been silenced. His unfulfilled prophecies are nailed shut in the coffin under the Freemason-style tomb in Jeffersonville. His Luke 17.30 has passed without a single sign given by Christ. We did not see the sun darkened before he left. We did not see the moon turn black. The stars did not fall from heaven. And the whole earth did not mourn. Branham did not descend from the clouds of heaven with great power and glory. Branham did not send angels at the sound of a trumpet. Many in the cult are looking for the day when those dead bones will rise from the pyramid tomb and fulfill the otherwise unfulfilled prophecies. But according to Scripture, they are given a choice. Is Branham the one? that will descend from the heavens? Is Branham the one that will send out the angels? Are the angels his to send? If you are still trapped in fear by these terroristic clutches of fear, do not be alarmed. God is with you. God will protect you. There is coming a day, a day and night like no other, when God will show his power to the world. When Christ comes to sit on his throne and the world sees the power of God in action, they will be still and know that he is God. Don't be caught with your head down looking for some way that Russia can spark this. Russia cannot make the stars fall from the heavens. Russia cannot cause the sun to go dim. And Russia 
cannot even lift a finger if it is destroyed by the Roman. Look to Christ. Let the Holy Spirit give your road signs. Read the Bible. The Bible tells us the things that are to be. Don't watch Russia. Watch Christ. Thank you.